Hi, I'm Ava Lindsay from the Minnetonka girls hockey team, and you're listening to College Hockey Talk. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's episode, I'm joined by a very special guest. I'm joined by Minnetonka girls hockey player Ava Lindsay. This past season, Ava had 58 points in 30 games and will represent Team USA in the U18 World Championships. Uh, Ava is also a Minnesota hockey commit, and that's where she'll play college hockey. Welcome to the podcast, Ava, and how's everything going? Good. Great. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you so much uh, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Now, how's everything been going for yourself and how's your year been going so far, both on and off the ice? Yeah, my year has been great. Um, been really blessed to stay healthy this year, especially with everything going on and um, just injury wise, I've been staying healthy too. And I've had a lot of fun things the past few weeks with hockey and uh, a few things coming up, which will be really fun. So yeah, it's everything's going really well. And yeah, it's fun. The year's been going by fast. Yeah. Has it been uh, like, has it been more of a normal season for hockey? Because I know last year was kind of weird with all the COVID protocols. Has this year been more normal than last year? And has that been kind of a sense of relief for you and your teammates? Yeah, it's definitely been a lot more normal this year with no masks. And um, we've had fans back and everything like that. And we had a normal start to the season, which was nice. Um Last year, we started a few months late, and we had a really shortened season, so that was obviously a little bit challenging, but it's good to be back this year, and yeah, we've had a really fun season. Yeah, it's just, it's been good. Yeah, did you have any games canceled this year or postponed, or was it, did you get to get the whole schedule in, I guess, is my question. Yeah, we we had a full schedule. We played 30 games. We had to reschedule one game just due to the other team, I think, had a few injuries, but mm-hmm. nothing... COVID related like that so yeah it was full schedule normal season normal games um yeah it was good that's awesome well I kind of want to start off this podcast talking about the beginning of your hockey career and kind of work all the way up to where you are now today so you're from Minnesota uh, so talk about growing up in the state of hockey and how did you start playing hockey so I started playing hockey because uh, my whole family uh, my older siblings did Sadie was playing and I kind of started when I was about three, I think. So basically, since I've been able to walk, I've been skating. And um, yeah, you mentioned the state of hockey. So it's definitely a popular thing here. And in my community, growing up in Minnetonka, hockey was a big thing, um, especially during the winters, like having the lakes and pond hockey. And it's just everywhere you go. So that's how I kind of got into it. Um, and then... Yeah, my dad played in college, too, so my whole family was just kind of a hockey family since the start, and um, yeah, ever since I've just loved the game and been playing, so. Yeah, talk about growing up in a hockey family. Obviously, your sister currently plays uh, for the Gophers. Your dad played college hockey, so what's it like growing up in the hockey family, and what's the competitiveness like in the house sometimes? Because I'm assuming it can get pretty intense. Yeah, um, it's really fun. It's nice having people around you that know the game and play and we can kind of share that together and we support each other in it. And 
you know, we go to a lot of each other's games. Um, I have two younger siblings as well, so they both play hockey. So it's fun watching them grow up too and play. And yeah, things get a little competitive. We we have a pond outside in the winter, so we all go out there and they definitely get a little cheap. There's some um, pushing in the snowbanks and stuff like that. But yeah, it's it's really fun just having to play hockey together. Uh, we go to a lot of that kind of things in the summer together. Also, my dad been really helpful. Love the game so well. Coached me growing, up, but really get support. Well. Yeah, and um, to be honest, I've actually never played pond hockey before, but it sounds super fun, so I got to get to it. But apparently it makes your skates, like, super – like, you have to sharpen your skates after because once you get back on the ice, like, it can, you can fall down. I don't know if that's true or not, so. Yeah, there's – yeah, we had to get our own skate skate sharpener because we'd be out there so much, and my dad was like, we're not bringing this in anymore. Like, the guys at the – the um, we have a store down the street called Hannes Sports, and we're like, my dad's like, guys are getting sick. So he bought a skate sharpener because I think there's definitely dirt and stuff on the ice that kind of up your But, yeah. yeah, you'll have to play sometime. It's fun. Yeah, I know. It's just that sometimes the ponds don't really freeze up here in the East Coast as they do yeah. in Minnesota. So it's a little bit different. But I definitely got to try it sometimes because everyone in Minnesota always does the pond hockey. So, But yeah. I did have your sister on the podcast a couple of months ago, and I, I asked her what it was like growing up with the younger sister that – also was committed to the Gophers, and she had a lot of nice things to say about yourself. So I kind of want to ask you the same question. What's it like growing up with an older sister? And how excited are you to play with her in the future? Because she said that she really missed you on the ice this past season. Yeah, it was it was really weird not playing with her this year. I, I remember going to my first game, and I was like, this just doesn't feel real just because I didn't have Sadie there with me. And she's been along my side since I basically started skating. So – um, yeah, I'm so excited to get back with her at college and hopefully maybe we'll be playing together again on the same line. But if not, just being with her and around her and at the rink with her, I'm just definitely excited for that. Um, yeah, she's definitely made me a better hockey player. She really taught me how to compete and she has that competitiveness, but she's also just so humble and such a great leader. So playing with her growing up in high school, um, it was just great looking up to her and just being able to see those qualities in her and how I can kind of take those on now that I'm one of the older girls. Uh, yeah. So I'm really excited to get back with her and obviously missed her a lot this year, but she's the best. Yeah. What's the communication like between you guys during this past season? Because obviously she was dealing with an injury. So I don't know if she had the chance to see you play at all this past year. Yeah. She came to a few of my games uh, when they didn't have games going on, but with her injury and, um, recovery she was home quite a bit which was nice but also I felt terrible for her not being able to play this season um, but I definitely saw a lot more of her than I normally would. Now obviously growing up in a hockey family you probably idolized a lot of your family members as hockey players but who was your favorite hockey player growing up was it a guy in the NHL or was it a female player on the national team? Um, Actually uh, Sydney Baldwin she played at Minnetonka and she was friends with my older sister Shay who was playing the same time as her and I remember just going to their games and watching her and just how good of a player she was um, she went to play at the Gophers after high school so kind of a similar path to her but 
uh, a great leader, and an amazing person, but a great hockey player. So I definitely look up to her. Then uh, as I got a little bit older, I got to watch Grace Elmichael play. And she was at Breck with Sadie for a year and then went to the Gophers as well. So being family friends with them, I really look up to Grace and just the great player she is in person. And then watching her was obviously really fun. So, yeah, those are probably my two main people I looked up to. Yeah, and obviously those Minnetonka teams were really good back in the day, especially with players like Kip and Keller, uh, Stanley yeah. Baldwin, and Presley Norby. Was was it like, I guess, growing up and watching your hometown team uh, play those games? Because I thought that was really interesting, just doing research on the Minnesota high school hockey scene, is a lot of those players idolize players from their hometowns, which is something that you don't see everywhere. Yeah, it was a really cool experience. I remember going to the state tournament watching those really good teams. And, yeah, like you said, Presley, Norby, Kipping Keller, um, they were just two really great power-dominant forwards growing up that I watched. And it's really cool. I think it really just brings the community together, being able to look up to those players, watch them. And I noticed that now when I came to Minnetonka, I just realized how um, tight-knit this group is and just – how we support each other and um, yeah, especially the hockey scene, the really tight group and everyone is just cheering each other on and all the little girls are there. So now being an older girl, I see kind of how that impacts you. And uh, talk about your youth hockey career a little bit. Um, what were some of the teams you played for and how did it guess help you prepare for high school hockey um, heading into Breck? Yeah, so I grew up at Tonka and then I did a lot of stuff in the summer as well with Winnie Brot, who runs a lot of the girl stuff. Um, but I, yeah, I grew up at Tonka. I played with Sadie a little bit when I was younger, but then uh, with our age gap, we went off and had different teams and stuff like that. But my dad, uh, he coached me, I think, for a few years in U10s and U8s. And then I played one year of U12s and then went to the high school level. But just having him around, being with the girls. There was a lot of good players uh, that grew up there that I'm now playing with again, which is really fun. But yeah, just having my dad around with me really helped me. Um, he was tough on me, but he was a great coach and like really helped me develop at the young age and was just a great teacher to me. And I'm just really fortunate to have coach now little at Tonka. And yeah, it was just a really fun time. And then now coming back, it's fun to be with those girls again. Yeah, and obviously you played high school hockey at a very young age. So how did you kind of handle um, that? And what was like the biggest adjustment you had to make to your game, playing against players that are much older than you were, especially in eighth grade? And that seems kind of crazy to me to think about. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was crazy my first year. I just remember feeling like so small out there and little. And I was like, wow, I, I got to get a lot stronger. And that's just kind of – yeah, I think it, it really opened my eyes to a lot of things being with those older girls, but I really think it helped develop me. And my seventh grade year, I didn't really, I didn't really play a lot, but being around the rink and being on the ice with those talented players. And um, I had coach Rhonda who coaches the Whitecaps now. She was my coach at the time. And yeah, she just really helped me kind of develop and introduced me to high school hockey. And even though I wasn't a part of a lot of the games and stuff like that. I just, yeah, really think it helped me um, be the player who I was. So it was definitely, it was definitely a hard transition, but uh, it really helped me grow. 
very thankful for it. Yeah. And then uh, you played for Breck High School to start off your hockey, high school hockey career. Talk about your experience with Breck and I guess what you take away from that experience um, for your years when you were there. Yeah, so we had a really great team when I first got there and then all throughout when I was there. Uh, we had Olivia Mobley, she won Miss Hockey. We had Sadie, Emily Zumwinkle, Allie Qualley. Like we had a lot of really good girls and it was really fun playing with a lot of them, um, competing with them in practice. It made me a better player. And yeah, it was it was a really good time. I think being at a smaller school like that, everyone was so tight and supportive and they really just um went the extra mile to come support you and congratulate you and it was a really it was a really good experience and just being with Sadie too being on her line and being able to play with her uh I don't think that would have happened if I were somewhere else so I'm very thankful for my time at Breck and it really helped me uh, be who I am today. Yeah, and you also played with one of the only female hockey players to win the be on the all hockey hair team, Carly Beanick. I thought that was interesting kind of fact yeah. uh, that I found out about. I know that was crazy. It was really fun being on her team that year. She she definitely had some crazy hair, so we were all happy when she whipped that out at the state tournament. Will you be doing that for the next year's state tournament? I feel like you have to at that point. You got to continue oh, that legacy. I, I, I might have to continue the legacy. I don't know. We'll see. Now, you then went on to play for Minnetonka High. Um, so I'm curious, what made you kind of want to switch schools, and how does that process work? Um, is it kind of a long process, or is it just kind of an easy one? And just talk about what made you want to go from Breck to Minnetonka. Yeah, it was, it was a long process. There was a lot of moving parts involved. Um, you have to follow a lot of rules to be able to make that happen. And my family decided that it was a better fit for me there and for my family, especially with uh, just a lot going on with COVID and everything like that. And um, I thought for myself, uh, develop-wise, for getting ready for college hockey as well, I thought that'd probably be the best fit for me. And, yeah, it's, just, it's been a really great experience. It's been a great transition. Um, obviously, I loved so many things at Breck, and it was a great place for me. But sometimes there's just things you have to do to uh, kind of, yeah, just – it was best for my family, I'd say, and just best for myself in general. So, Yeah, and obviously being a new player on the team, um, how did the team kind of welcome you to the team, and what was kind of the adjustment period, trying to build chemistry with some of your new teammates? Was it kind of an easy transition, or was it did it take a few practices to kind of get that chemistry built? Uh, yeah, so I started kind of doing the summer training stuff during the summer, which was good to just be around the girls and meet the coaches and everything. And I think the coaches were great. They just were so welcoming, um, just so helpful. They really just helped me develop this year. But I think going back to growing up with those girls, it made the transition way easier being able to come back here because I was so close with them. I still am. And it just helped that chemistry on the ice, just growing up playing with them. It's just kind of like coming back to where I started. So I'd say it wasn't, too hard of a transition in that sense but um yeah I think it, it still took a little bit to kind of get back in our groove but I think just growing up with those girls again made it a lot easier yeah and was it a tough transition going from one school to another school academically like was it hard to meet like new friends or was that easy as well since you grew up with those people and now you're just in their high school again 
Yeah, it, I mean, it's obviously hard moving your junior year to a bigger school and like a big public school like that. And Minnetonka is huge. So it's like some people you see in the hallway you've never really seen before. But I think just having that, the hockey girls to lean on and go back to has really helped me. And I've made some of my best friends from that group. So it's nice to be able to be with them at school and then at the rink course and it just makes the school feel a lot smaller when you have a close group like that so um yeah I've, I mean I've stayed friends with a lot of my Breck friends which has been nice but it's also good that um I had those friendships prior going back to Minnetonka yeah they've they've all become my best friends so it's nice yeah and uh how big is your class like because when when I when I was in high school, it was like I think like a, like eight hundred kids. Um, how yeah. many is in your class uh, for Minnetonka? It's probably like over a thousand, right? It's got to be over a thousand. Something <laughs> like that. it just keeps growing. I I don't know the exact number, but it's huge. It's a big school, so yeah. probably something. There. Wow, uh, that's great. That's gonna be a long graduation ceremony. I don't know how they do that, but um, I guess I guess you have to. It's gonna be a lot of sitting for that. Yeah, especially in the summer. Hopefully, it's, I think it's outside too, so it's going to be a long day. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, you're not like a Z or a Y name or else you'd have to wait long to get your hear your name called. So oh. luckily you're in, in the middle pack, so it's like not too bad, I guess, to wait for your name to be called. Yeah, exactly. So now your team this past season was very successful. Your team almost had 30 wins. So I guess what was the key to your team's success this year? Um because it looked like you guys were clicking on all cylinders offensively and defensively. Yeah, we had a really great year. I think we had a really special team this year. Um, a lot of good girls, a lot of talent, but I think it's our coaches who really set a great culture for our team. And that kind of helped us down the road as things got harder, as games got more challenging, um, when we were faced with obstacles. I think having that good culture set by the coaches and great co great coaches who are so involved in our team. I think that really helped make, make us successful this year. But on top of that, I think our team was super close. We spent a lot of time together, um, a lot of team events, and I think that really helped us be successful, being close off the ice and then bringing that on the ice. So, yeah, it was a, it was a really fun group. Um, lots of fun girls, lots of talent, made coming to practice really fun. And I think we really just pushed each other to be better. And then that kind of brought into the games as well. We mm -hmm. just kept it. So it was good. Yeah, and what were some of the off-the-ice activities that your team did to kind of get that bonding going? Oh, sorry, what was that? Oh, what were some of the off-the-ice activities oh. that your team did to get the bonding going um, when you guys were off the ice so it helped click on yeah. that, obviously? Yeah, so um, we did a lot of, like, team dinner stuff just before games. And those were fun. We just could go hang out, eat, just kind of talk with each other and do that kind of stuff. And then we also had um, the National Guard come and they like ran us through these kind of obstacle courses and fun like team building stuff. So that was also really helpful. I think we grew a lot of connections with each other. They paired us with girls that we normally aren't with or aren't closest with on the team. And yeah, we just did a lot of like random little things like that. We had a fun time when we all dressed up and went to the girls JV game to cheer them on. Um, we got put in groups and then we went and got costumes. So our coaches put together and our captains uh, a lot of little fun things to help really bring us together and just 
do fun things off the ice. And then we also did like a pond hockey time here at my house. So yeah, it was really fun being able to do that off ice stuff and really grow closer with them. Yeah, what were some of those? What'd you dress up as? I'm curious. Is that like for like Halloween? Like I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a big dress up guy. So I'm curious, like how you came up with that. Yeah, I'm not a big dress up girl either. But um, it was. I think it was like a month ago. It was the last JV girls game, and uh, a lot of girls aren't playing next year. So we decided to do like a little send off or whatever kind of thing. And my group did like the full on like a blue suit it goes like over your face like full it covers like your full body so like you don't even know who's under the suit so that's what my group did but we could only find kid size so it was like super small and like I literally was suffocating so that only lasted about 10 minutes but definitely scared a few people when we walked in so that's nice it was time though yeah it was a good costume my I might have to whip it out for Halloween we'll see yeah, that's not a bad Halloween costume, too, just because no one knows, like, where you are, who you are, so you can kind of sneak yeah. around a little bit. Exactly. Now, you individually made a lot of improvements from your sophomore year to your junior year. Uh, you improved from 35 points your sophomore year to 58 points um, your junior year. So what did you do in the off season to make those improvements? And I guess what was the biggest improvement you made to your game um, this season that helped led to um, having more points on the ice? Yeah, so, I mean, it was definitely weird next, last year with the whole shortened season and stuff like that. So it was good just kind of getting back in my groove this year, and I think that really helped a lot. But um, I trained a lot over the summer. I did a lot of, like, off-ice, like, sprinting and lifting and just trying to focus on getting stronger and faster. And uh, I think that really helped me this year. I think being able to have that strength really helps get you into scoring chances when you um, – work on your other skills too. I think it all just kind of comes together. So I did a lot of uh, off ice stuff, but I just also did a ton of on ice hockey, like morning skills and shooting, stick handling. I mean, all of it uh, I basically did over the summer and it's a lot of work behind the scenes, but it, it definitely feels good when it pays off. And then I also was just a part of a lot of the HP camps and you get a lot of hockey when you're there. So just overall, I was big hockey summer, but um, I think it really helped me this year. And I'm really glad that I put in that work over the summer. Yeah. What do you think will be the biggest improvement you need to make? Are biggest adjustment or improvement regarding your game for next year? Like what are you hoping to work on this off season that you want to see in your game your senior year? Yeah, I think just continuing to build my strength and speed. Um, I think that will really help me next year. And then, of course, going into college, too. But also, I think just having a faster start to the season. I kind of had a little bit of a slow start, but um, I think just right off the bat, just having a really consistent season um, for next year and just bringing in what I've been working on over the summer uh, to hopefully have a good season next year. And then also just focusing on getting ready for college as well. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things I can improve on, of course, and a lot of little things to work on. But I think the main thing is just my speed and strength. I just want to continue um, growing in that area and then bringing that and hopefully helping me with that next year. Now, getting back to this past season, your team made it all the way to the state championship game but came up short against Andover. So what did you take away from that game, and how are you going to use that game heading into next season to make sure your team uh, will be lifting the trophy instead of being on the other end of it? 
Yeah, it was a it was a really fun game. It was really back and forth. I think it really could have gone either way. And I think just being that close to winning the state championship really kind of opened a lot of people's eyes on our team, especially the younger girls who've never really been in that situation before. So um, I think just – I think that's built a lot of fire and passion, and I think that next year my team's going to know exactly what we need to do to win that trophy and be holding that trophy up. So um, obviously – we have a lot of work to do and we have to have another good season next year. But I think just being a part of that game, being a part of that atmosphere, just seeing what it takes to really win. I think that really opened a lot of people's eyes on my team and hopefully yeah, I'm hoping we can win next year, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. It must be good though for the younger players to know what it takes at least to get in that position. And now they have that experience of being in that championship game. So hopefully they can use it to make improvements and uh, be on the other end of it. I think that's going to be really beneficial uh, for your teammates um, next year. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. Now being a senior next year, what type of leadership do you want to bring to the team? Do you want to be a vocal leader or do you, are you just going to try to be a lead by example type of player um, uh, for your team? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely more of a, a lead by example player. I think just like actions, actions speak louder than words sometimes. And I think that's kind of what I like to do because just being a good example, hopefully people will follow that and obviously being vocal when needed, but um, definitely just showing girls like what it takes to win, uh, what it takes to be a good player on and off the ice. So Hopefully I can just continue to be a good example and a good leader, and I'm hoping that will impact my team a lot um, going into next year as well. And obviously Sadie was a leader her senior year with Brack. Are you going to use anything that she did when she was a senior leader that you will try to use uh, for next year? Yeah, I think she was really good at giving people confidence, especially the younger girls, and just making them feel comfortable and safe and um, safe in the environment and just I think I'm hoping to continue that next year. I think I did a good job at that this year, but just using that and seeing that and how well it works in the um, environment at the rink, I think I'm going to try to bring that into next year with being a senior and being a leader. Now talk about the Minnesota high school hockey scene and what's it like being a player in that scene? Because I'm not from Minnesota and I've seen some of the clips of the state tournament and it's just, it's hard for me to understand. Like it seems so big and it's just something that you would never see here up in the East coast. So talk about what it's like being a player in that scene and just how big it is. Um, Cause it seems super fun and it's kind of disappointing that we don't have that up here. Yeah, it's super fun. It's definitely some of the best times playing hockey, just being in the environment, especially um, being in the state championship and just the state games in general, just the amount of people that show up and, um, we had a lot of kids from our school come. We had like a full section full of kids. So, yeah, the boys too, it's really popular. And a lot of people came to those games. But, um, yeah, it's just – it's one of the best times for hockey. And I think just having a tight community like Minnetonka, a lot of people come and support us. Um, and I think it's just really helped growing the game too, just being in that big environment and being on the TV and just showing girls hockey – uh, just a lot of fans over the years have started to actually become really interested in wanting to watch. So it's, it's really cool. It's, it's like nothing else really. Um, just the amount of people interested in high school hockey and just following and watching and being a part of it. So it was really fun. It's definitely um, something I'm hoping we can have next year as well.
Yeah. Is it weird talking to some of your teammates on the national team that aren't from Minnesota, just like how big that hockey scene is? Because like I said, it's hard to understand if you're not from it. Yeah, it's it's huge. Like high school hockey here is just it's definitely a really big deal. A lot of people come. Um, I don't know if you saw, but at the boys high school games, literally the whole rink was packed, like the whole NHL rink, which mm-hmm. is crazy that many people coming to a high school game. So I think it's just being the state of hockey again, just just shown in that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I don't know if you saw the video, the kid hit the gritty and like the entire, like half this um, XL center was like filled with their student section. It was insane. I'm like, that's like so cool. It would give me goosebumps oh. as a player if I were a p- part of that. Oh yeah. It's, it's such a cool experience. Just like being in his place or just being a state championship. I like looking around and just seeing everyone there and just being on a big stage like that. It's just, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's really a cool experience. Now you had a similar experience with that kid because I saw a video of you scoring. I don't know if it was you scoring, but I saw that the entire student section went crazy at for Minnetonka and you guys had a great celebration where you like pretended to pose with the fans. I'm just curious, like, is what's the story behind that? Cause I thought that was awesome. Yeah. So me and my line were like, we got to pull out a good Sally. Like this is, just, <laughs> I mean, when I think it was our quarter quarterfinal game and our game was during the day, so basically our whole school got out to come watch. We had a full section full of people, and we were like, we have to have a Sally. Like, this is just too – I mean, this is just an experience. Like, you just have to do it. So we worked on it in practice, like, all week, and it was just like a selfie stick. And I think Grace, my line mate, she's the one who scored. But then we were like, whoever scores has to hold up the selfie stick, and then all of us just come in behind them and – pose in front of the student section or whatever so yeah they had a lot of good pictures from that but it was just fun just coming up and being creative and just having fun with it and having fun with the fans yeah there was another celebration that your team pulled off where it was like in a dyna and like all the minnetonka fans were like had their own section in the road rink which i thought was really cool and i think it was sadura that got that goal where she just jumped in the glass and everyone was going crazy i thought that was another cool one as well (laughs) Yeah, the fans love it. They love the sellies. Definitely. Grace is definitely the best sellier on our team. She pulls out a new one. Like, so she was really getting the crowd going, which is really fun to be a part of. Now, how do you handle the nerves of playing in the XL Center? Just because that seems like, for at least for a lot of players, it's playing in NHL rank that size. It seems like it, you, can be, you can get a bit nervous when you're in that environment. For sure. Um, yeah, I think just having the experience – playing there uh, with Breck from, I think, yeah, seventh, eighth, ninth grade year, I played there with the Breck team. So I kind of just felt familiar with the place and it just um, having that experience, I think really helped me just calm my nerves and um, kind of know what's going on and just not being scared out there. So I think that really helped me this year, um, especially going into the bigger games. I just kind of felt settled out there, just knowing that I've been in the positions before. And then I think I kind of helped uh, use my experience to help the younger girls who were definitely nervous with having that be their first time playing there. Now, let's, I want to transition and talk about um, the world championships for a little bit that are coming up this summer. Now, you got selected to represent Team USA back in October. Um, how did you find out you made the team? Where did you find out you made the team? And um, how excited were you uh, when you got that phone call um, when you were going to represent USA? Yeah, I was actually at school during my open hour and my phone had been off for like a full hour and I turned it on and I had like a missed call or two and a text and it was from Kristen Wright who is just 
um, a kind of the whole leader there at USA over there. So I called her back and then they just kind of told me that they're so excited to have me on the team and just can't wait to compete for a gold medal. And I was like so excited that I got the call, of course, and I was like tearing up almost because I was so excited and happy. Um, it's just nice being able to have moments like those that just kind of make you feel like all of your hard work was for something. And that's just something I've been dreaming about for a really long time. Um, that's just been my goal over the past few years, just make that team. So I'm really happy and I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah, no, like who was the first person you told after you got that phone call? I'm assuming it was like one of your parents. Yeah, I, I told my parents and then I called Sadie, of course, because she's like my best friend. So had to share the good news with her too. And um, just talk about like how excited are you to put that Team USA jersey on and what's the process, I guess, like for making that team? Like how do you get selected for those camps to try out for uh, to represent the USA in the World Championships? Yeah, it's a long process. It starts with uh, kind of just district tryouts and then the bigger group. And then each time the group keeps getting smaller as the camps go on. So I did like three camps, three or four camps over the summer, which is a lot of hockey time. But the camps are just, they're great. You're just surrounded by amazing players and just really fun people. And uh, we had like Kendall Coyne come talk to us, Brianna Decker, a lot of those amazing players and just giving us good advice. Uh, it was just, yeah, it was great to hear a lot from them. But um, by the end, it's just a smaller group. And then they select from that smaller group from kids all over. So it's definitely an honor to be on the team and just super humbling. And yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited to put on the Jersey and just be with those girls again and be a part of that amazing group and have just amazing coaches surrounding me too. Now, the tournament was originally canceled um, back in December, but then got rescheduled for June, I believe. So mm -hmm. how did you handle the emotions of those announcements of the tournament being canceled, then rescheduled? Like, that must have been a roller coaster for yourself. Yeah, it was definitely a roller coaster of emotions. It was really challenging because you just felt like you've been working hard and preparing, and I know everyone else felt the same way. And especially for the 04s, this was their last year to be able to compete in the tournament, which is why I'm so happy. Um, they rescheduled, but this was like their last year. So I obviously just felt awful for them. And yeah, it was, it was really hard. They just kind of called us one day and just told us that um, the tournament was canceled and that they weren't going to reschedule it. So that was just really hard to hear, especially working hard all summer and going to those camps and um, putting in all of that work and time, just having that be the result. Um, was definitely challenging but I just tried to stay positive and just support the girls around me because I know they were going through the same thing and I think my team really became closer and really supported each other um, even though we don't all live close to each other so yeah I'm just I'm really happy they rescheduled it I think that this is just going to make the experience even better knowing that we're so we're so fortunate that we're able to have it now so I'm really excited it'll be a really great is it still in Sweden or did they move it to like Canada? So uh, they haven't told us yet. I think they're hopefully going to come out soon with where it'll be, but I don't think it's probably going to be in Sweden. I doubt um, just with everything going on, I think it's probably best to have it somewhere closer. So we'll see where it is. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see when it comes out. Hopefully it'll come out soon.
hopefully it's in Minnesota. That'll be pretty cool for yourself. Not too far of a drive um, to get to the games. Yeah, that'd be awesome if it was somewhere close because I know a lot of people would want to come. So now I want to talk about your college hockey commitments. You're committed to play for the Minnesota Gophers. Um, I want to ask you, what was your recruitment process like and what made you want to play for Minnesota versus other schools you might have talked to? Yeah, I think, um, well, I was recruited pretty young. So um, it was definitely like a lot of pressure at a young age. And then the rule came out a little bit after I committed. But I knew for a while that I always wanted to go to the Gophers. Um, I just think being close to home is a big deal. I think being close with my family, with Sadie, of course, um, just being around them is a big deal to me. But not just that. I think the facilities are great. The coaches are awesome. The program is amazing. The girls going there are amazing. Uh, the culture of the team, I was really just drawn to that and how close of a family they are and just how they support each other on and off the ice. Um, yeah, the campus, awesome. I just, all of it, I was just so blown away by how amazing the program was and just their success over the years as well really drew me to the school. And you get to reunite with Emily Zumwinkle too. That'll be pretty fun. Yeah, we're all super close, so it'll be fun to be back with them. Now, when you commit to college hockey, do the coaches talk to you um, before you get to – like, I know they obviously talk to you, but what's the communication, I guess, like between you and the Gophers, um, especially, I guess, last year, since you still have, like, another year left of high school before you head off to college? Yeah, we – yeah, I mean, you talk to your coaches once in a while, but um, it's just more like a checkup thing. And, yeah, I think just preparing for college and just – working hard and knowing that coming up soon, which is crazy. But, um, yeah, I think I communicate with the coaches a little bit, especially now being new coaches there, which they're amazing. I'm so excited to have them. So um, we communicate, I mean, as much as – I mean, not too much, but just little conversations here and there. And just they come watch once in a while. So I'm just so excited to be a part of the program and – yeah, I'm excited to be back with Sadie and Emily, like you were saying. Now, how, how I guess, like, um, what are you looking forward to the most about college hockey? Like, which game are you looking forward to? Are you looking forward to the border battle? Are you looking forward to, like, the WCHA tournament? Like, what's the thing you kind of, what excites you the most about college hockey when you think about it? Um, I think the border battle probably just because I've been going to a lot of those games for a while, and I just see the environment and the atmosphere there and just the people that show up and – how awesome the games are and just how fun they look to be out there and play. So I think I'm probably most excited for that. And um, yeah, I think I know a few girls going to Wisconsin, so it'll be fun to play against some of those girls too. And then obviously when you play Duluth, that's going to be fun rival with you and Grace Sedura as well. Yeah. it's Yeah. That'll be really fun. Now we're now in a segment I like to call the non-hockey segment where I ask you some non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the ice. So my first question to you is, what is the most interesting thing you've seen or read this week? Um, Probably, I just saw it today, but Alex Ovechkin now, he's like the third most leading scorer in the NHL, which I thought was great. So he, I think he scored last night to um, beat the record of the guy before him, which is insane. I mean, just being able to watch him and now him being the third leading scorer, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, do you think he's going to break uh, Wayne Gretzky's record at all, or do you think he's going to come up just short? So I, I actually did a little research, and I think that um, – I think he has, like, a five-year contract that he signed, which 
at his rate with how many goals he's been scoring each season, I think that he could probably beat it in like five years, which would be insane. So I, I feel like, I feel like he might do it, but yeah, I feel like it's, he's either going to come really close to it or he won't, or he will get it. It's just, he has to score like 50 goals. I think like for the next like five years and I've never seen a 38 year old um, score 50 goals, but I feel like the NHL has changed so much now where guys are having longer careers where I wouldn't be surprised if that happened, but just crazy how he's just been so consistent for almost 15 years now. Oh, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. He's definitely a goal scorer. Mm-hmm. It'll be cool. And when you talk about sellies, obviously Ovi has probably the best sellies in the, in the NHL, in my opinion, at least. Yeah. Pretty good sellies from him. Lots of goals. So lots of sellies. So it's going to be awesome to see what, if that could happen. I hope it does. I think that'd be good for the NHL and, I think Wayne Gretzky wants it too. I think he said it before one time, so that would be cool to see. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Now, what music do you like to listen to? Definitely a country girl or EDM. I really like that stuff too, but I kind of listen to everything. But in the summer, I'm definitely listening to a lot of country. So, I'm the same way. I like everything. It depends what mood I'm in is the songs I yeah. listen to. So like I have a playlist for like every genre of music. So whenever mood I'm in, I can just go to that playlist. So I don't have to like um, shuffle through songs. So I don't, I feel like most people do that. So that's the way I do it. I might have to do that. That's actually a good idea. Yeah. I'm more like that too. I just kind of listen to whatever mood I'm in. Now what, uh, what country music do you like to listen to? Thomas Rhett, um, Darius Rucker. That guy's pretty good. People underrate him a lot, at least in my generation. So. I love, yeah, Thomas Rhett is really great, but I, I love Morgan Wallen. I know, like, all of his songs. He's definitely my favorite, for sure. Yeah. What's your favorite song by him? Is it Somebody's Problem, The Side of a Dust Cloud? That's an underrated song by him. Like, which one is your favorite? Yeah. I mean, I like all of them, but probably uh, Wasted on You or Sand My Boots is good. Um, Somebody's Problem, Cover Me Up. Yeah, he has a lot of good ones. Nice, nice. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, what is like your guilty pleasure song game in the topic of music? Hmm. I don't know. I, I love wasted on you. Definitely my favorite. I think my guilty pleasure song is probably like big time rush boyfriend. I don't know if you've ever heard that song, but that's a really, that's a very catchy song and I'll definitely listen to it with my headphones on, but like, not like, I would never like play it out loud in the speakers, you know, but I'll definitely like put it on my headphones and like walk around yeah. school. That's hilarious. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have, I don't really have a guilty pleasure song, honestly. Like I just listen to a ton of country. Yeah. There's any like songs like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you on that. Now, yeah. what is your biggest pet peeve? I actually called Sadie about this and I was like, what is my biggest pet peeve? And she said, when she chews loud, I always get really annoyed. So that's probably my biggest pet peeve, like loud chewers or like slow drivers. That really makes me mad. Like slow walkers, drivers. I'm like, yeah. Slow that's drivers probably- are brutal. I agree with you on that. It's that's, I'm always, I feel like whenever I drive, I'm like a different person. Cause I get so annoyed with people and like, <laughs> I'll never be as annoyed with people when I'm not in the car. So it's definitely something I have to work on, but maybe it's not. Oh. Maybe it's other people. Oh, yeah. I, I'm the same way. Now, if there was a movie made about your life, who would you want to play yourself? Hmm, probably, 
probably Sandra Bullock. She's like my favorite actor. She is so funny. She's so good at every role she plays. So probably her. Who would play Sadie? Because I feel like she told me Jennifer Aniston, if I'm not mistaken. Like, who would you pick to play Sadie? That would be because she would obviously have to be in the movie. Yeah, probably her. Yeah, I think that's a good one that fits Sadie. Looks like her, too. Yeah, I think for me, I would probably choose, I don't know, Andrew Garfield. I think he's a good actor. We don't don't look anything alike, but I think he's a good actor. And I would want someone who could, like, play my mannerisms more than just look like me. So that's who I would pick. That's a good one. Now, favorite movie of all times. Actually, let's make a more specific favorite sports movie of all time. Obviously, for me, it's Miracle. Nothing beats that. I don't know for you if it's something else. Yeah, mine's the same. I was just going to say Miracle. But favorite non-sports movie? Um, I love, like, any action movie, like The Hunger Games or Mission Impossible, stuff like that. So those are probably – I'm just a big action movie girl. Yeah, Mission Impossible is good. That's a good movie. I yeah. like uh, the one that came out recently where it was like him on the helicopter fighting Henry Cavill. Oh. That was a really awesome scene. And that was a, that was my favorite part when he like, I'm, I'm sorry, spoiler, but it's been out for like a few years now. So I feel like I can say yeah. it where he like yeah. knocks him off the cliff. That was a great scene. I'm so happy for Tom Cruise. That's my guy. I know that was a good movie. I saw that in theaters. I really liked that one. Yeah, no, that was good. And then I think for Miracle, so many quotable lines. Like, And if that movie doesn't fire you up, I don't know what will. So I feel like you have to watch that before your first game with Team USA. Uh, I might have to. I might have to. It's a good um, idea. Yeah. My favorite part was like when the guy was like, like he hurt his leg and he like hurt Brooks, like kind of like chirped him out a little bit. He's like, he's like, you want me to play? I am. I was like, I want you to be a hockey player. He's like, oh, well, I'm a hockey player. And he's like the whole fighting. That, that was the, That's my favorite part of the movie. Just like when they had that fighting going on. Yeah, I, yeah, it's a good movie, definitely. Now, who is the funniest teammate you have with Minnetonka? Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of personalities on my team, but I'd probably say I'd probably say Lauren Mack. She like she just has like this funny like thing about her where she just she acts like she's like not kidding, but she's like obviously being sarcastic. She's just super sarcastic. And, yeah, I think she just comes up with, like, the funniest things that are so random. Like, you wouldn't expect her to do something, and she does. So I'd probably say she's one of the funniest, and she's one of the youngest, too. So probably her. If you had to choose a teammate to cook a meal for you, which teammate would you choose? Ooh, um, probably Ellie Kloppinger. She's, like, she's like kind of like a mom of the group. Mm-hmm. She's just good at all that stuff. So I'd probably say her. She's a good cook. Which teammate has the best social media accounts, whether it's on Instagram, TikTok, like who's the, who, who does the best stuff for that? Um, probably Alex Alvarez. She's just super artsy and has like all the new trends and styles. And yeah, I think she's probably the best at that kind of stuff or Josie too. Josie's good with all of that, but yeah, probably one of those two. Now you obviously have the best style on the team. That's just an undeniable fact. But besides yourself, who has the best style on Minnetonka girls hockey? Are you saying like hockey style? Hockey or? style off the ice. You obviously are number one, but like who's number two on the on the team? So I think clothes style probably Alex. Again, she like always has the the most trendy like cool clothes, and I think my team always goes in her closet and steals a bunch of her clothes when we have to dress up. So she probably is the best off-ice style. And then on-ice, I'd probably say Ellie Kloppinger because we have similar gear. 
since I am the best style, she mm -hmm. would have to second because she has similar year to me. So I'll definitely give her the second place. Now back to some hockey questions. Now, why did you choose a cage over a bubble? Well, I tried a bubble during COVID and I like just couldn't do it. It was like fogging up and like just wasn't good style. You always got to have good style, right? So yeah. I mean, got to stick with the cage. And uh, now I have like a, a black cage, which I like. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a bubble guy. I'm sorry. Like, I just feel like it's easier to see around um, you when you have that thing. Maybe because I, I don't know. Maybe because like I haven't worn one since COVID, but like that, I feel like the, it, I could see better with the, because with the cage, like you have that stuff in between. So like when you have like, when you need to look around for stuff, um, it's usually, I, that's why I prefer the bubble. And I think it looks cool to be honest with you. That's true. I mean, like, I guess sometimes in your peripheral version, it's hard to see, but I mean, so, yeah. the inside of my cage is white though. So it just like kind of blends in with the ice. So I, I like feel like I don't even like, I don't even feel like I see my cage. I just see the ice. Yeah, I, I see that. Yeah, no, I think the thing with the cage that's better is like when we had to wear mouth guards, like in youth hockey, it was easier to have yeah. a mouth guard in the cage versus the bubble. So that's the one like positive from the cage, at least from that aspect of things. Now you obviously wear number nine. Why did you choose to wear number nine? Well, my whole life I've been number seven and uh, Grace Sidera is number seven at Minnetonka. But when we were younger, she was number nine and I was number seven. So we just did like a little number flop. Mm -hmm. And I also just like the number. Sadie used to wear that number too. I just, I think it's a good solid number. Yeah, I think, I think it looks, I mean, it looks good. I mean, I just like it. It's just a good number. Definitely would choose seven over it, but nine is like a close second place. Yeah, I feel like a nine's a good single-digit number, especially for an offensive player, because like I have, I don't see many defenders wearing the number nine, so I feel like nine's good for an offensive player like yourself. So that's a good choice, in my opinion. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Now, do you think body checking should be allowed in girls' hockey? Hmm. I mean, I think that girls' hockey is continuing to get more physical and more physical, but um, I don't really know how to answer that. I mean – I think that girls hockey for what it is right now, it's, it is really physical. I've been in so many games where it's like bodies are everywhere. I mean, like there's definitely checking going on and people play really physical. People play really mean. Um, but I think that that would kind of take away from the special part of girls hockey, which is just so much skill and IQ and going on on the ice. Um, I think I appreciate that a lot about girls hockey is just, Obviously, it's really physical. You can see that at the higher levels. Um, college, like, there's lots of physical stuff going on, and uh, I think that a lot of coaches want girls to play physical. Uh, but I think that the special thing about girls hockey is that there's so much skill out there and so much other things going on, minus just, like, going and checking people. And um, I think that's what I really appreciate most about it. Yeah. I think for me, like the one thing I noticed, which I'm interested to hear your perspective about, is I feel like it'll make refereeing the game easier because I feel like as a player, you should be trying to change your style of play based on who's refereeing the game because I feel like some refs are strict about it, some refs aren't strict about it, and I feel like that has that 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 can kind of change the way you play. And I feel like when you're a player, you should kind of go into every game playing your style of game and not having to switch up because of who's refereeing it. That's just my opinion. That's why I think it should be allowed. Yeah, it's it's definitely weird because. 
I know this year my team got a lot of penalties because we had a lot of girls who play super physical and it really depended on who was refing, like you said. Like sometimes refs would be totally fine and just kind of let us play and like just like let us do our thing and it would get physical out there, but it was good hockey. And then some refs are really uh, about calling like everything they see. So it's hard in that sense because it's like some games – we're literally on the penalty kill for the whole game. And then there's other games where it's actually pretty even with the penalties and it just seems like more fair game. So, yeah, I think that that's hard. But, I mean, it's also hard to find refs who will be fair every game. So, um, yeah, it's I feel like that's a tough – it's a tough choice. Mm-hmm. What's the biggest body check you've ever thrown in a game? Um, Probably this year we played Edina and – I was, like, skating up the ice, and I kind of got, like, a blind pass a little bit, and then their D was stepping up on me, and, like, right as I turned, I, like, kind of saw her coming, and I just, like, kind of, like, went like this, because I, like, Mm -hmm. didn't want to, obviously, get wrecked, and then, like, I totally just wrecked her, and I, like, didn't even, but I was, like, skating this way, and she was skating this way, and I just kind of, like, put my hands up to, like, protect myself, and then she just, like, flew, but, yeah, yeah, I was, like, not expecting that, but it was a little bit of an accident, but that's probably my biggest body check this year. Did you get called for it or no? That must have been a sense of relief if you didn't get called for it. Yeah, no, I actually didn't get called for it, but um, I probably could have, but I think it was just kind of like we were both going for the puck, so it's not mm-hmm. something that they called. Yeah, did you, have you ever been checked yourself before? I feel like you avoid it pretty well. Yeah, I try to avoid it. Um, that go, kind of goes with me, like, saying, like, just trying to get stronger and faster. I think that kind of helps with you, like, avoiding that kind of stuff. But there's definitely times that I've been, like, checked from behind and, like, can't really control that. But yeah. um, I've thankfully been okay. But there's there's times where just fluky things happen, too, like going in the boards at the same time and just sometimes mm-hmm. you get tangled up. But, yeah, I've been checked a few times, but – Nothing that has injured me, which has been good. That's good. That's all you want to hear. So now what should be done to help grow women's hockey in your opinion? Yeah, I think just continuing to promote girls hockey. I think um, just creating more teams, creating programs for younger girls to really get involved in. Um, I think just growing that from a youth age will help those players and more girls come to hockey and then, as they get older, I think the college programs will continue to get better and um, more popular. So I think just creating more teams, creating more opportunities for girls, for young girls um, to get involved and to just get interested and passionate about the sport. Now, what advice would you give a younger player who's trying to become a better hockey player, but also trying to get noticed by different D1 college hockey teams? Yeah, I'd just say – you got to do all the little stuff behind the scenes. Uh, I know it's like sometimes hard to stay consistent and try to bring your full effort every day, but just bringing your best effort every day and just doing the little things right, um, just doing what you can to get better on and off the ice. Um, I think that it's not just hockey stuff, but it's also who you are as a person as well. Coaches really look at the little things like how you act on the ice, your attitude, how you treat your teammates or coaches. Um, it's just little things like that. And then just putting in the work off the ice and, you know, it'll, it'll show on the ice. Um, you might not see it right away, but it definitely, it definitely will show and it'll pay off. 
Yeah, and obviously just talking to you for the time we've had you on is I feel like you had made a lot of sacrifices over the offseason just um, working on your game, just trying to get better. And I feel like it's it's people don't realize all the time that you kind of put uh, put put into hockey when you're not on the ice and how it translates mm-hmm. to on the ice. And I think that's cool to hear and like something that a lot of younger players need to hear as well because I feel like if you don't put in that time, it's not going to show on the ice. Yeah, it's, it's definitely – it's really time-consuming. You have to make a lot of sacrifices to make – that happen and you're busy for time just training off the ice but um it pays off and I mean that's just kind of my advice is just stick with it and just you have to just work hard and just keep going and eventually hopefully you'll be seen and noticed and um kind of get those opportunities as you get older now do you have any shout outs you want to give to any of your teammates family members friends um Anyone else that plays hockey that you might not know, just anyone, feel free to shout them out now. It's your time. Or if you want to plug something in, feel free to do that too. Yeah. Um, well, just thank you for having me on here. It's been really fun to talk with you and everything like that. And, uh, just I'm really thankful for them. Having Sadie, my best friend, and um, she's just been so supportive to me and really has helped me just be a better person and hockey player. And I'm just thankful for my parents for making all these sacrifices to uh, really helped me become a better player and yeah it's just my team too I just have such an amazing team and coaches so I'm just really thankful and definitely really blessed so yeah well thank you so much Ava for coming on the podcast I really appreciate your time it means a lot to myself I wish you nothing but the best stuff for your senior year and for your off season. and hopefully we'll have you back on before you head off to the Gophers um Uh, in the 2023 season. But thank you so much, Ava, for coming on. I really appreciate it. You're a great hockey player and an even better person. And um, it's been fun talking to you and the rest of your family members as well. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's interview of College Hockey Talk. If you want to check out our older interviews, make sure to do that. You can do that on the Apple Podcast page, Spotify account, or our YouTube channel where you can watch many different interviews from this podcast. Uh, Make sure you follow our social media accounts at College Hockey Talk, and I'll see you guys next time with another great interview. But until then, take care and have a great day. Bye. You got a smile that makes the sun rise.